Hello. What's up, everybody? Frozen. Welcome to Wolf Den Live, episode 215, the one where you're all going to go on Twitter right now and wish our dad a happy birthday. Happy birthday at <laughs> W. W. Wolfie. At W. Wolfie. W. Yes. W. U. L. F. F. Y. And give, give, wish him a happy and a healthy. Yeah. I, also, I you can go to uh, Wolf Den Dad, the fan account made for him. <laughs> And wish him a happy birthday there. Yeah, yeah, only wish the fan account a happy birthday. Don't yeah. wish the actual person. So, uh, hello, everybody. Hello. A special hello to Joshua Ray, uh, Prom Dates, Bruce Patrick, Rock and Val, and Slaruso for being members here on YouTube. And uh, regular all hello to Deku, Martin, uh, Nathan the Collector, uh, the Cass, uh, Cobra Strike Down, JT Mitchell, and anybody who's in the chat right now. Oh, anyone and everyone who is here. There's nothing going on. So we're going to talk about the, <laughs> the, <laughs> the, the, the games we want to see in the N64 Classic. Yeah, there's and a, yeah I this, saw you put that as the title, and I immediately said to myself, we've had this conversation before. We have. And so I looked through our videos, and I was yeah. like, we don't have a video on it. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Yep. I made sure. I made sure to okay, check. Okay, yeah, because I was like, we definitely talked about this on the show. We definitely have. Yeah. But we, we don't have a video on it. So this Correct. is that video. <laughs> um, there's a bunch of little things to talk about. But yeah, we need a main thing. This is the main thing. Uh, this year, I suspect we're going to get a Game Boy Classic. But guess what, Will? I already made a video on what I would like to see in the Game Boy Classic. Yep. So we're going to talk about the N64 Classic or Mini. Yes. The elusive uh, N64 Classic or the N64 Mini that uh, everybody wants Nintendo to come out with. Um, and who knows if they're going to. It's going to be hard. Yeah. Because uh, N N64 emulation, for one thing, is a lot more difficult than NES and SNES. Yes. And there's also a lot of licensing issues. Yes. That's a big one. For some reason... To. I mean, there's still licensing issues with SNES and NES games, but yeah, they're all things get a lot murkier for some reason in the N64 era. Well, they get murkier because there actually were some of the, by some I mean really two, uh, GoldenEye and uh, like WWE No Mercy are like two of the best loved N64 games, and that's gonna those are gonna be licensing nightmares mm -hmm. alone. Also, and I'm trying to look this up right now, uh, like half of the best games on the N64 were made by Rare, mm -hmm. and that's owned by Microsoft right now. I feel like that won't be a problem. I feel it like would, Microsoft would be cool. Yeah, like like I keep saying with GoldenEye and like the elusive GoldenEye remake, like Rare and uh, Nintendo and Microsoft are like buddies now. Mm -hmm. So like the like a partnership between them like getting rare games on the n64 classic seems more likely but in 2015 microsoft put out rare replay mm -hmm. and that game that game had what did it have uh killer instincts gold blast core banjo kazooie banjo tui jet force gemini perfect dark um conquers bad fur day it had seven games seven nintendo 64 games on it so, yeah, that's you know, why I'm saying like I don't I I feel like we have a chance with games like Banjo Kazooie. Um, 
because Microsoft seems to be playing fair with uh, right with Nintendo, and and and, they, w- and and they're they're playing nice with uh, a lot of their IP. Yeah. Um. So even though it's, they'll have to license it, I feel like there's a pretty good chance something like that could make it. Yeah. Um. So something like Goldeneye is going to be a little bit more of a problem. Yeah. Which is going to be probably the number one game that most people want. Yeah, and I think that's going to be the biggest problem because whenever people think of the Nintendo 64, one of the first games they think about is Goldeneye. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the reasons why the NES and the SNES Classic were so popular is because they knew to include the games that the hardcore and the casuals both gravitate towards. Not having Goldeneye on there... Like that's gonna be the like the first game half the audience is gonna want, and if it's not there, that's you know fifty percent of your revenue stream cut in half. I f- well, I feel like those people are still gonna buy the thing. They're just I gonna mean, be disappointed that it's not yeah. that, that Golden Eye is not there. Um, but we would get Perfect Dark, right? We could get Perfect Dark. It would yeah. be rare, but yeah, uh, it would be a rare game. Yeah. Uh, but rare is being cool, so I feel like yeah. Perfect. You know, I, Perfect Dark is a perfect substitute it for, is for goldeneye no it is it doesn't have the same like name recognition but it's no st- and the multiplayer just is good <laughs> the multiplayer uh, is a little bit more complex than goldeneye but how how more it complex? just has so many more features so many more things that you can do <laughs> um okay so another thing you you mentioned the uh the emulation would be really difficult yeah because n64 emulation is difficult N64 uh-huh. games run at sub 30 frames per second, a lot of them. Yeah. They run like at super low frame rates. Yeah. And they run way better in, in emulators sometimes. <laughs> and, but then you get like these weird, uh, like textures. And yeah. I know that they make texture packs, but it's not as, it's not as, it's not really that easy to add texture so packs to an emulator. the N64 was one of those systems that ran in 240p primarily. Mm-hmm. Um, but then some games have uh, 480i modes. Like menus could run in 480i. Um, if you use the N64 expansion pack, like games would run in 480i completely. And a lot of like the polygons and stuff might up-res fine but a lot of those games use like png images like yeah. uh mario 64 your life uh icon is a png and yeah. that will not scale properly uh i remember playing mario party in an emulator with the mdb and yeah the polygons looked like super crisp but there was a lot of uh the ui that was pictures or pngs yeah. that just looked absolutely terrible they were yeah. super blurry um how did the PlayStation Classic handle, uh, like, what did it just output 480 and that's what you get no matter well, what? Well, no, because um, because it upscaled it. I think it upscaled it because the NES and the SNES up- updated to uh, 720p, mm-hmm. and um, the PlayStation Classic, I'm pretty sure, did something similar. Um, but the difference is that handled this emulation pretty poorly <laughs> well so i remember you playing uh oh no wait no that was on an actual ps1 wasn't it playing final fantasy yeah that was an act that was a ps2 you played yeah it was a ps2 that we yeah. put through the ossc yes but no i've seen footage from the playstation classic and you get crisp uh you get crisp uh pixels 
Yeah. Like it upreses the pixels. Yeah, I'm trying to see what it upreses. Because that's what it would need to do. It's not as straightforward as something like an NES or an SNES where uh, you just want to make those pixels bigger. Yeah. Uh, it, like it's always going to be 240 and then you just magnify the pixels and make those nice and crisp. Uh, in the case of N64 emulation or any 3D emulation, uh, you can get really sharp polygons. Mm-hmm. But you probably don't want that because of the uh, all of the the images and the textures that are used because those yeah. would be blurry. So you would want to take the pixels and blow those up, make those bigger. Yeah. Uh, the PlayStation Classic outputs at 720. So just like the NES and SNES. Yeah, but what does it initially read? The games are like 240p. Right. Well, is it like the N64 where some of them are like yeah. more? Yeah. So what? how does it handle that? Besides uh, poorly. <laughs> yeah. It, uh, because that's the thing that Nintendo is going to have to figure out. Whatever uh, software emulator they're using has to know to read everything properly. Right. You know, it has to know that, uh, you know, if, if it's outputting a 240p signal, upscale it to 480i. And if it's running a 480i signal, don't do anything. Well... If it's 240p, you got to upscale it to 7. It's always got to upscale to at least 720. Right. Yeah. So they would have to change the amount that it upscales. Yeah. Um, a lot of emulators, like I know the Super Nintendo does a really good, like the SNES Classic does a really good job of like slow down when you're playing Mega Man. Even the NES when you're playing Mega yeah. Man. Uh, you'll see like the slowdown and that's part, that was a hardware limitation, but it's like built right. into emulators. Mm-hmm. Um which is really cool to see because it's part of the game. Yeah. Um, they would need to also do that in N64 games because the frame, uh, unless you just want to make the frame rate run great all the time. Yeah, because here's the thing. How do you how do you purposely make the frame rate trash? Because <laughs> like a lot of those games, like it was a hindrance. Like Perfect yeah. Dark, like it, it would slow to a crawl if there were too many people on screen. Right. So, and like that, I mean, at first it looks cool because it looks like bullet time, but then you're just like moving at like one frame a second. That's another thing. Uh, This would be the first classic console with four players. Yeah. Or with the potential of four players. Well, out of the box. It would have to ship with uh, four controllers. Like it would have to. Well, because the NES didn't ship with two controllers. It only shipped with one, but the SNES did. Yeah. I I feel like that was squeeze more money out. Well, I feel like that was a better option because there are a lot more two-player games on the SNES, especially the games like Street Fighter. Here's you know? what I think happened. They knew that it made that it made way more money than they were expecting, the NES Classic. Mm-hmm. So they were like, uh, okay, we need to do this again. Uh, how, how do we get better licensed games and also still make money? Right. And they just sold it for more and added another uh, controller to justify the price. Uh, they could do that again with four controllers, charge yeah. charge even more money. Well, I think they would have to, especially because an N64 emulation is harder. Here's like what co- I think. It would cost more money to do. So the NES Classic has 20 games? Yeah, the SNES is 20 games. 21. The NES is 30. Oh, okay. I think the N64 would have 10. Hold on a second. Okay. Yes, oh, birthday boy is here. What? You have to get it. She finished it? Yeah. Right. Anyway, uh, uh, Bruce we'll Patrick with $2 says, not having Goldeneye equals not having Chrono Trigger. 
Uh, you mean like we didn't have it in the Super Nintendo Classic? That makes sense. Um, well, I think GoldenEye is a bigger deal. I mean, Chrono Trigger is a big deal to a lot of people. It would be like not having Earthbound. And Mr. Meach with $5. I had a PS1, so I'm not really nostalgic for these games. I think a lot of them aren't that good, to be honest. Now, a Game Boy slash Game Boy Color Classic would be rad. I think we're more likely going to get a Game Boy Color Classic. But do you think that PlayStation 1 games are better? Because I think PlayStation 1 and N64, both. I think that whole generation... It's not that good. There's a lot. Listen, there's a lot of good games, but the whole generation's got a lot of problems. Why not twenty like the PlayStation Classic? I think that there's going to be a lot of licensing issues for Nintendo, um, and they're going to want to make a profit. And also, the PlayStation Classic didn't do very well. Sorry, I meant on the Switch for Mario RPG. I know this is about classic. I don't know what, you, what you're talking about. Hi, sorry. Uh, Hello. Crying baby needed food and birthday boy needed to D- work. Dad was crying? Yeah. <laughs> uh, what I, I miss? What was it? Oh, I was saying, I think we're going to get 10 games. Yeah. I think that we're going to get right. way even less. If you look at like virtual console, They uh, N64 always had the least amount of games. And they're also going to probably want to optimize them. Yeah. So it's going to be a lot of work. And and again, the licensing is going to be a problem. People in the chat were saying that PlayStation 1 had 20 games, the PlayStation 1 Classic. Yes. But that also failed. Yeah. <laughs> and it had it had 20 games that nobody cared about. Mm-hmm. It had like three games people actually cared about. Yeah. Um. Anyway, now we can talk about the actual games that we want. Yes, I'm. I'm just pulling up what the N64 games were released on virtual consoles, so we have an idea as to what we might get. Okay, uh, pull that up. I'm also gonna put a link in the in our document here. That is, uh, it's gonna be at the top. This is. Uh, wait, I gotta make it editable. This. Oh, you can edit it. No, no, can edit. This is uh, our list of N64 games. Um, you're putting, you're putting, making it accessible to to you, to to me, to you. Yeah, yeah, it's in the key. Yeah, I got it. Um, okay, so first and foremost, 1080 snowboarding. <laughs> <laughs> that is uh, published by Nintendo. Yes. Or or develop was it also developed by Nintendo? I believe so. It's a it's a Nintendo IP. Nintendo owns 1080. So yeah, we need that. That's yeah. important. That's a great game. That's one that's a classic. Um I haven't played it in forever. Oh yeah. I have 1080 Avalanche on the GameCube, very different. Uh probably not nearly as good. No. But no, I used to play the hell out of this game. This is yeah. a great game. So this, there's no reason why this shouldn't be on there. Yeah. This was a very popular game when it came out. Yeah. So 10A snowboarding, number one on the list. Mm-hmm. And it <laughs> just, was released on virtual console. Just because of the alphabetical order. Well, yeah. Okay. So yeah, it should be easy for them. Gives us an idea. Yeah. You got Bomberman 64. That's not going to happen. No. <laughs> um, GoldenEye 
we would love Goldeneye. Yes. I don't think it would happen. It, it would be so difficult because not only do you have to get Microsoft on board because they own Rare, but you would have to get whoever owns the James Bond license on board. And I don't think Activision owns it anymore. I think theoretically they can just go uh, to the to Eon Productions and be like, hey, can we borrow this? How could they let that go? Activision. Activision and how did had, Eon get it? Eon owns the James Bond movie franchise. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. They're, they're the license holder. I think Dan Jack, Dan Jack's the parent company of James Bond. And then Eon is the movie company that actually makes the movies. Okay. So, uh, but uh, they licensed it to Activision last. And then Activision pretty much just let lapse any IP they didn't already own. Because they used to have Ninja Turtles, and they don't have that anymore. Okay. Yeah, that's weird. I, I, I would imagine that Activision has in the past just made garbage James Bond games just to keep the license. Yeah. And they specifically Goldeneye. They, they made that terrible Goldeneye. Well, no, that, that wasn't bad. That was probably the best Activision James Bond game. Everything sure? else was kind of crap. <laughs> Are you sure about that? Yeah. That's the one where they replaced Pierce Brosnan with uh, Daniel, Daniel Craig. Craig. Yes. I, I have it. I've played it. If we ever do a backlog episode on it, I will tell you that it is, it's not better than the original, but it's very good. Uh, I'm trying to find the Metacritic. Because <laughs> I remember people were saying it was not good. People were hating on it because... 81? Okay, that's not yeah. terrible. I think people might have been hating on because they later ported it to 360 and PS3. And they didn't like do a great conversion. It was probably just the Wii version. Yeah. Um, okay. What I'm just going through the list of what we have. Yeah. Uh, you like Hybrid Heaven. I don't. Uh, no. <laughs> no uh, I only so, bought it because I remember spending so much time playing it when we were kids, like renting uh, it. And I'm like, I don't even know why I like played it. It's like a very bizarre uh, turn-based RPG with like this weird alien conspiracy story. It's I, weird. I played it for a hot... Oh, no, 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 wait. Is that the one I played? I think I played that for a minute because it's 480i. Maybe. Uh, so I played it in the uh, Super 64 video <clears throat> to try to get the best resolution. Yeah. Uh, or am I thinking of Sin and Punishment? No, I didn't play Sin and Punishment. No. That I gave directly to you. Yeah, which I haven't played yet. It's still in its packaging. Uh we're not getting any any uh, Jones. Forget that. No. Well, Jet wait, because is, Lucas, is that necessary? No. Then but, get, get it well, out of here. All right. Well, so we'll we'll talk about this when we get to the Star Wars games. Okay. Um, Jet Force Gemini. Yes. Yes. Oh, that's well, rare. That's rare. Okay, but I think I I think that's definitely worthy of of getting the license for well i i feel like of all the games rare made for the n64 that's not top priority really yeah that's that's definitely a cult game because it's it it does not control very well um and i don't think it's sold very well either it's a it's definitely a cult game yeah i remember there there was a lot of hype around it yeah even when it came out because it's it's very ambitious for what it was at the time but I just don't know if it has the fan base uh, necessary to put it on a, a classic console. Okay. Well, I mean, if they're going to Rare to try to get some games, 
Uh, I feel could, like they would get Banjo before this. Yeah, absolutely. That's yeah. a much more important game. But I think that they could lump this in. Why not? I don't know. All right, so here's what I'm going to do. Uh, we're going to go to our list here. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm going to put a put a star or you know what we'll we'll put them down here the the ones that uh might that have a chance but might be a licensing issue yeah i think goldeneye has doesn't deserve even isn't even gonna make it on that part which sucks because of all the games that's like the top pick you know what i'll put it there i'll put it there people are gonna be bad if i don't put it there there you go uh but you said banjo yeah uh and how do you spell kazooie kazoo <laughs> i i e i e okay all right banjo uh, i think a z o o i e a a a z o o oh okay ba- banjo and kazooie i think has a very good chance yeah especially because rare is has been playing good mm-hmm. um Okay, what else do we have in our list? Uh, well, what else does Rare have? All right, let me just run that, that that down. Rare made for the Nintendo 64, and all these games are available on Rare Replay. Killer Instinct Gold, Blast Core, Banjo-Kazooie, Jet Force Gemini, Perfect Dark, Banjo-Tooie, Conker's Bad Fur Day. Conker's Bad Fur Day is a definite no. Yeah. <laughs> That's never going to make it. They're- Honestly, they might not even put Perfect Dark on this because they would want to keep this below a T rating. Oh, good point. Well, what about what's Killer Instinct? I think that's T. Because Killer Instinct, this is the first Killer Instinct game, right? Uh, that's the second. Oh, was the first one on Super Nintendo? Yeah. Oh, never mind. Because I mean. Well, yeah, yeah. Killer Instinct. I don't. I'm gonna put that in the in the licensing issues section. Yeah. Yeah, Killer Instinct, rated T. Okay. So. Yeah, um, M rating might be a problem. Yeah. There were no. Well, yeah, we didn't have the M rating system back then. No, we did. No, well, for Super Nintendo. Oh, uh, late. Well, later, but like Mortal Kombat is not on. So, yeah, but were there any, there were no M games on the Super Nintendo Classic? No, wow. I think you know Street Fighter was probably the most Street Fighter and Contra were probably the most violent, and those are I think are T considered T rated games. Interesting. Okay. Uh, yeah, I guess Perfect Dark might have to move down to the might have problems section. Yeah. But that would be uh that would be a top pick. All right. Uh Mario Golf, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Mario Golf is a, is a definite. Mario Golf, Mario Kart 64. Yeah, Mario Kart. Kart. Let's get those out of the way. Yeah. Uh Mario 64. What are the Marios? Mario Tennis. Mario Tennis. Paper Mario. Yeah, Paper Mario would make a lot of people happy yeah um but then like half of the the games are gonna be mario games yeah that's fine yeah (laughs) those are the good ones um mega man 64 no should be on there it's not going to be i 
have been this is the list of all of our games i don't know why i pulled that up um i love that game i think that game is good we did a backlog episode where uh we both haven't played it in a while and we kind of yeah. trashed it but well, i trashed it more than you yeah you did but i i was kind of agreeing with you mm-hmm. then i replayed it i never beat it uh but it's it's freaking good will especially compared to a lot of other games back then it was pretty good all right <laughs> but it's not gonna happen it's no. not uh it's not as important as some of these other games and yeah. uh it's capcom so i mean we did get Mega Man in the super nintendo classic but yeah that uh, Cap- was one of that is i think the best game on the super nintendo Mega Man x we yeah capcom's not above putting games on this but I don't think that, you know, because Mega Man 64, nobody associates that with the Nintendo 64. So here's our list so far. We got uh, 10 a Snowboarding, Banjo-Kazooie, Mario Golf, Mario Kart, Mario 64, Mario Tennis, Ma- uh, Paper Mario. Um, so what else can we put on this bad boy? Uh, Pokemon Snap. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like if you if you can include a Pokemon game, that's the one to do it. Yeah, because Pokemon Stadium, you really can't play without a GBA, uh, not GBA, uh, Game Boy adapter. Yeah, you can. It's just not as fun. Yeah, it's the defeats the whole point. <laughs> I think people would want that though. People would want a Pokemon Stadium. People, I'll would put want... it in the might have problems section. Okay. <laughs> I feel like that would sell consoles. Yeah. It would be really cool if they make a Game Boy Classic and then next year they do an N64 Classic mm-hmm. and they do some sort of connection between the yeah the two. Um, Resident Evil 2 we have on here. That's not happening. Uh, No. Again, they probably want to keep that M rating down. Star Fox. Yeah. That's a, that's a definite. 100% without a doubt happening. Um, they might put now Sin and Punishment was a Japan only release, but they on the both the Wii and Wii U virtual console, they released it in the US. So I feel like they might do a Star Fox 2 situation where they keep this game hidden and like they have it as an unlockable. Uh what is this game? Sin and Punishment is a game it's uh published by Nintendo, so they own it, but it's developed by Treasure, the guys who did Gunstar Heroes. Oh, and it's basically cool. just like this really cool, like uh, hy- uh, hyper stylized uh, run and gun type game, almost like um, not Space Harrier. What's the other one? Uh, 3D World Runner. Yeah, hold I'm on. Is 3D. Sp- I'm getting 3D World Runner vibes. Is it Space Harrier? It is space. Yeah, it's like Space Harrier. Okay. But it, um, it's treasure. So like Gunstar Heroes, it's really fast paced. There's a lot of crap going on on screen. This looks really um, cool. Yeah, it's it's fully translated in English. But they, you know, by the time it was be ready to be ported over, it was GameCube era, so they didn't bother. Um, but they have been re-releasing on a virtual console, and it was published and, by Nintendo. Yeah, and they made a, a sequel on the Wii called Star Successor: Sin and Punishment Star Successor. Okay. I, oh so, wait, was I playing Star Six? Oh no, that was doing the no, wrong one. Yeah. No. Uh, that looks like a good game, and I think that that's definitely 
Very, that's definitely a pick. That's definitely one yeah. that I think they would have no problem putting on there. Yeah, it would. Um, it would more than likely be a Star Fox Two situation, but I can definitely see that. Well, that's they need some selling points. They need yeah. some Star Fox Twos. You know, mm-hmm. they they need to top what they did with Star Fox Two, which is impossible. Yeah. But um, that'd be close at least. Yeah. Uh, the Legend of Zelda. Ocarina of Time. That yeah. is 100% happening. Also Majora's Mask. You think they would do both? Actually, so here's the thing. Majora's Mask, Perfect Dark, Donkey Kong 64, and I think one other. Those are games that require the expansion pack to play. Oh, that's not a problem. Is it? <laughs> Why would it be a problem? Because I feel like most of the time, you know... I'm going to look at the virtual console. Donkey Kong 64, I just put on the list because that's definitely got to happen too. Yeah. All right. So Donkey Kong 64 is on the Wii U virtual console, but not the Wii virtual console. Majora's Mask is on the Wii virtual console, but not the... Oh, no. It is on the Wii U. All right. So never mind. Forget I said anything. (laughs) Donkey Kong 64 is rare, isn't it? Yeah. But Nintendo owns that game because they own those characters. Right. So that's not a problem. Uh, okay. Uh, we have Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six, which is not going to happen, and I don't want that. Stop, because it was on the PS uh, PlayStation Classic. That's fine. I don't think it needs to be on the N64 Classic. Well, I'm just saying it's very likely to happen if they put it on the PlayStation Classic. Also, it played better on the N64. I just the play, there's just Classic so many crap. better games. That, I know, and they don't need that, especially yeah. with the licensing. Yeah. PlayStation needed it. <laughs> It did it. It had, it could, it had, needed, uh, it had a better selection of games, and they picked that one randomly. Yeah, that's true. Uh, lastly, you have uh, we have WWF Attitude, and you yeah. said there was a thing with that? Well, uh, not that one, because that's the bad one. I was talking more like WrestleMania 2000 or WWE uh, No Mercy, the so, THQ made one. So I have a controversial opinion on this topic. Yeah. I think that there are no good wrestling games. I think that they're all stupid because they're like fighting games, except you're playing in like molasses and nothing matters in the game. Well, yeah, <laughs> there's no it, like, there's no like actual like beat the guy up and win, you know? Well, no, there is, you know, you're, instead you're of, like it's, playing out the play, you know? Yeah. Instead of a traditional life meter, you have a stamina gauge that you have to try to whittle down to get your guy tired so that when you pin them or you try to like make them tap out, they're too weak to do so. Mm-hmm. That's that's the whole point of those games. Um, the THQ made ones, uh, No Mercy and WrestleMania 2000 and their WCW ones, uh, those are considered the better uh, wrestling games, not only of that era, but pretty much of all time. It's going to be difficult to do because a lot of those characters uh, in the game, you know, half of them WWE doesn't want anything to do with anymore. True. So, uh, like Chris Benoit is in one of them. Oh boy! Yeah, they would have to patch that out. Yeah, ask uh, ask MDB on Twitter why that's controversial. I'm sure he'll be happy to tell you. Um, so unless they unless they do something, because I know it's not on our list, but Wave Race sixty four. Which oh, would definitely be on this. Um, they've had to patch out uh, Kawasaki licensing for Virtual Console. Oh, but they've done it already. Yeah. So they could just take they that. Could just forward. do that. Yeah. Um, okay, so I added Wave Race. I, I skipped all the Star Wars games. 
Yeah, Rogue that's... Squadron and uh, actually probably Episode One Racer more than Rogue Squadron. I like Rogue Squadron more, but I think more people have an attachment to Episode One Racer. A lot of people have an attachment to Shadows of the Empire, but I feel True, like I forgot about Shadows. If of the you're Empire. gonna put Shadows of the Empire, put Rogue Squadron instead because Rogue Squadron is the better game. It, it is. Uh, Shadows of the Empire is good, and I have fond memories of it, but. Yeah. Rogue Squadron aged way better. Yeah. Um, and I was going to say this before you interrupted me back with Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. Uh, LucasArts has been doing, well, Disney through LucasArts has been doing a very good job at keeping old Star Wars games available. Mm-hmm. Like Jedi Knight is on Switch. Jedi Academy is coming soon. Um, you can get a bunch of classic Star Wars games on PS4. Um, most Xbox Star Wars games are backwards compatible on Xbox One. You go to go, uh, GOG.com and you can just buy any Star Wars game you want because they're all there. Um, so I feel like if somebody from Nintendo went to Disney and said, hey, can we have uh, either Episode One Racer or Rogue Squadron for this? They'll say, sure. Like, that won't be a problem. Uh yeah, so the licensing wouldn't be that big of a deal no. for that. Yeah, which would be great. Yeah, but of course Nintendo's going to want to save money, and they got Nintendo's got so many games that they published. Yeah, that they can just pull from. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned Blast Corps is one of uh, Rare's games. Yeah, Blast Corps is a cult classic that a lot of my friends always talk about. Um, yeah, this is one that I. Th- think people would really like on the on the n64 classic so yeah i put this on the list uh of of all of the rare games i think this would be one of the top ones mm-hmm. i think obviously um donkey kong doesn't count um i think banjo kazooie first and then second probably blast corpse yeah and perfect dark would have been second but you reminded me that that's rated m so that doesn't count yeah um okay so we've gone through all of the games that we own. I'm now on Metacritic looking through. Mm-hmm. Uh, Excite Bike 64. That's probably gonna gonna make it. Yeah, we have that. We do. It, did I not put that on the list? Did I skip it? No, it's not there. You mother effer. I will fix that right now. Turok Dinosaur Hunter. That's an M game. Yeah. Um. That's that's already on the Switch though. True. Well, yeah, but you know, who? Yeah, who published that? Um, well, originally it was published by Acclaim, Long Island Zone. Nice. Um, they went out of business. Um, and I, I think Night Dive Studios owns Torok now. We left out Pilot Wings. Oh, that'll definitely be on there. Yeah, that's a that's a hundred percent. That's the second N sixty four game ever. <laughs> really? Yeah. Mario Mario 64 and uh, Pilot Wings were the first two N64 games. Oh, Mario Party. Which one? What's the first one? Mario Party 1. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Mario Party 3 has has the best metacritic it looks like. Yeah. Um I'm just going to put Mario Party. Yeah. We're get we got a lot of games here. Uh Cameron Forrester with $2. Smash? Oh yeah, I forgot about Smash. Smash is uh that's a shoe in too. Well well yes. There's because they're yeah. all Nintendo characters. Yeah, no, they'll definitely put Smash in there. Do we own Smash on 64? No, it's on my list of games to get. Oh, okay. 
that's the only Smash we don't own. Yeah. Um. Diddy Kong Racing. There was a Doctor Mario. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Diddy Kong has to happen. Yeah. Di- people. People. There was, there's a big subset of people who think Diddy Kong Racing is better than Mario Kart. Uh, while we're here, we also got five dollars from a really depressed fish who said Mario Golf. Also, you guys are awesome. Thanks, man. Thank you. Mario Golf is on the list. Mister Meach with five dollars. I had a PS One, so I'm not really. Oh, I read this already. Not really excited for these games. I think a lot of them aren't that good to be honest. Now, a Game Boy slash Game Boy Color Classic that would be rad. And then I mentioned that I don't think the whole generation is that great. Yeah, but, but there are some great games in there. Um, looking at the Metacritic, there's not a lot of. I think we like covered basically everything. Um. Yeah, I mean, there's... Ridge Racer? Probably not, right? Well, F- there's F-Zero. F-Zero, that's going to be on it. That has to yeah. be on it. Yeah, the, the N64 only had, I think, 300 games in yeah, the it's US Yeah, it's alone. a very small library. A very small library. Um, And I feel like what we have is close to what would be on there. So here, I'll read the whole list. Yeah. And if we left anything out, guys, let me know. Uh, 1080 Snowboarding, mm-hmm. Banjo and Kazooie, mm-hmm. Mario Golf, Mario Kart, Mario 64, Mario Tennis, Paper Mario, Pokemon Snap, Star Fox, Sin and Punishment, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, The Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask, Donkey Kong 64, Wave Race 64, Blast Corps. Excite Bike 64, Pilot Wings, Mario Party, Super Smash Brothers, Diddy Kong Racing, and F Zero. How many games is that? That's more than 10. Well, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, 20, 21. So 20, and then the one would be Sin and Punishment. Yes. I think we just that's... did it. We figured it out for an Yeah, There you go. Um, I mean, the PS Classic had 21, 20 games on there, so it's about the same. I still think that they would limit it, but I mean, well, actually, no, because a lot of these are Nintendo published, and uh, Nintendo owns the the license to them. There's there's not many here that they would have to get licensing for. Of the ones we have in the definite list, only Blast Corps and Banjo Kazooie they would have to get. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. So there's plenty here. Yeah, I guess most. N64 games were made by Nintendo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in the might have problems list, we got Jet, uh, Perfect Dark, Jet Force Gemini, GoldenEye, Killer Instinct, Pokemon Stadium, Shadows of the Empire, Rogue Squadron, and Episode One Racer. Uh, I just remember the Cruising USA games were on the N64 and they were like exclusive. Yeah. But I don't know if that would be an issue because I think Midway owned those. I don't think that's important. I think I- it's possible... Now I'm going back on what I said about yes. having barely having only 10 games. I'm going yeah. back on it. I think it's possible they put more games on it and sell it for more money. Yeah, because remember the PlayStation Classic was a hundred bucks when it yeah. launched. Yeah. Um, so if Nintendo were to do that, like release the N64 Classic. 120. 100- 30 games. 30? Yeah. What else could they put on here? Uh licensed stuff. <laughs> Or 25. I don't know. I'm just spitballing here. But I think people would buy it for 120 bucks, especially if it has two controllers. I think And then sell do. additional controllers. 
Yeah, in different colors. <laughs> yes. Everybody's going to want the jungle green or yeah, uh, or atomic uh atomic purple. purple. Did they make atomic purple? Oh yeah. So there you go. We figured it out. We did it. What did we leave out? And the puzzle game to add a puzzle game to it. They could do Pokemon Puzzle League or a Tetris. There, there says uh, Alan plays for fun with five dollars. Let me. Uh, oh, I'm trying to find the list of N64 games. I did find Pokemon Puzzle League was part of the uh, Metacritic that I looked up. Yeah. Um, Rampage says uh, Gargled Mesh. <laughs> and William Collier. Oh, Yoshi and Kirby we left out. It says Wild Fia. I actually opened Kirby in a different tab because somebody else in the chat mentioned uh, Kirby Oh, 64. yeah, Kirby. Uh, yeah, Kirby. I'm going to add Kirby 64. That's... So there's te- there's Tetris 64, which was only released in Japan. There's Tetris Sphere, which was released in America. Magical Tetris Challenge. Which um, in the U.S. is known as okay. I guess it is just known as Magical Tetris Challenge. I've never heard of this. What was the tet- What was the Japanese only Tetris? Was there one, or did you just say there was not anymore? Well, because it was a Japanese only Bomberman. Yeah, but that's Konami. That's never going to happen. Yeah. Um, Magical Magical Tetris Challenge is a puzzle game by Capcom for the N64, uh, Game Boy Color, and PlayStation. The latter version was released in Japan and Europe only. It is a version of Tetris featuring Disney characters as one of the few N64 titles to be released entirely in 2D. Oh. I don't remember this game. So, wait. Are you saying that there is no Japanese-only Tetris? No, there is. It's, um, it's just called tetris oh it's tetris 64 put that on lump it in with sin and punishment say it's a big deal (laughs) okay uh five dollars oh no we read that already my chat's very slow right now uh anyway i think we're good okay i think we got a good list i added uh kirby 64 and yoshi to the list Mm -hmm. uh there were people saying clay fighters no no it's uh it's a it's a super uh hard to find game i don't want to say rare because that's a developer <laughs> um well clay fighter there's two remember there's two there's clay fighter 63 and a third and then there's clay fighter 63 and a third sculptor's cut that's, sculptor's cut is the rare one that's the one that's worth a lot of money yeah they're not good games no from what i hear so no it's not gonna it's not gonna be on there uh oh quest 64 that's another one yeah, a lot of people like that. A lot of people like that. I think it got bad reviews when it came out. It might have. But uh, yeah, a lot of people like that. Is that... Uh, who developed that? Let's see here. Uh, hold on. Imagineer. So who published... Oh, Konami published it. Forget it. Okay. No, Forget Konami it. will release games. Konami, THQ, and then Imagineer. So I think Imagineer owns it now. So maybe. That's what that means. Uh, so that's a big hard Maybe. Yeah, with Quest Six, I'll put Quest Sixty Four in the uh, in the might have problems section. All right. Oh, we forgot. Hey, you Pikachu. Nope. Uh, there's Hydro Thunder, but I don't think that would be on there. We got to move on from this. All we right, got, fine. We got we'll too many on. games, and, we, and we're freaking forty five minutes of the podcast talking about this garbage. Uh, 
All right. Cool. First thing we should have talked about <laughs> is that there's an Animal Crossing Nintendo Direct happening uh, tomorrow as of the recording of this podcast. Yes, uh, that Nintendo Direct you all wanted. <laughs> yeah, they seem to be doing Directs on specific games now. Yeah. I mean, they've always done that, but... Everybody wants a like a direct of like a bunch of games. We want a yeah. bunch of games to drop, and it seems like we're just getting uh, long chunks of specific games, yeah. which is a little weird because we still don't know what's happening at the end of the year. We don't know what games are coming out at the end of the year. Uh, when does Animal Crossing launch? Uh, March third, uh, March twentieth. I'm willing to bet that they're not going to do like a direct direct until after Animal Crossing launches because they want to focus all their attention on that. But there is PAX next week. Right. So we got to hear some stuff about some games. It, it may, not in a direct, but last year they just kind of dumped a bunch of stuff on Twitter one day, uh -huh. which might happen tomorrow. Mm -hmm. um, so we might, not, we, we might not hear any information about any other games in the direct, but maybe on Twitter they'll dump some information about some games. Yeah. Um, but there is some, so I don't want to speculate about what's going to happen in this direct because by the time people hear this, by the time most people hear this, it's going to be out already and you can mm -hmm. just watch the direct. Um, however, there is one piece of news about Animal Crossing. Uh, apparently it's, this says might have in-game purchases. I think it's definitely going to have in-game purchases. Okay. Uh, according to Nintendo Life, if the news about there being no cloud save support or option to transfer your save data across to another system in Animal Crossing New Horizons wasn't already enough, Nintendo of America's official game page is now saying there'll be in-game purchases within the latest entry. In-game purchases could cover a lot of different things in this upcoming release. Assuming this information is correct, it won't, wouldn't be the first time the series has included paid content. The 2017 mobile title Animal Crossing Pocket Camp introduced microtransactions and eventually added a paid subscription service to celebrate its second year anniversary. If it's not something along these lines, it could perhaps be tied to paid DLC or a reference to the online service. That's true. I left. I forgot about that. Nintendo's rolled out extra content for a lot of major Switch releases, so it wouldn't be too surprised to see a game like this receive additional paid content. The 2012 title Animal Crossing New Leaf also got the Welcome Amiibo update in 2016, but it was free. Interestingly, if you visit another game page on the Nintendo America website like Fire Emblem, Three Houses, or Super, Mario, or Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, you can see in-game purchases is mentioned underneath uh, the rating section, and both of these games include DLC. Uh, so you see in the rating, it says E for everyone for comic mischief users interact, which is, I've never seen that before. That's a very strange way of saying multiplayer. Yeah. And in-game purchases. So it mm. could be DLC. Yeah. But it could also, so there is integration between, uh, new horizons and pocket, uh, pocket camp. Yeah. So it could be something to do with that too. Mm -hmm. Maybe some of your in-game purchases can transfer over somehow. Um, so it could be a lot of things. So forget what I said about definitely going to have in-game purchases. It'll definitely have a purchase of some sort. It might not be like a freaking candy crush type deal. Yeah. But it is probably going to be at the very least DLC. So it'll definitely have some sort of paid content, but, uh, it might not be as malicious as something like a candy crush. And I, I mean, imagine if new leaf had in-game purchases, 
so many people would would have dumped so much money. I know a lot of people oh, yeah. spent like hundreds of hours in that game. Mm-hmm. That would have been a money suck. Um, but maybe we'll hear more about it tomorrow. I just know that there's going to be a way to spend more money in Animal Crossing, more than just yeah. $60. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> cool. Thanks for your input, Will. Uh, <laughs> I'm just... <laughs> What what do I have to contribute to this? More, uh, I put this further down, but let's talk about it now. Um, freaking on the topic of there being a Nintendo Direct mm-hmm. and not a lot of information happening, Platinum Games will share a quote major announcement next week. Oh, uh, according to this week's issue of Japanese Famitsu, uh, Platinum Games will be sharing a quote major announcement in a future issue set to release on the twenty seventh of February. Oh. So that's next week. Yes. No further details have been shared in this tease, but you might remember that the Bayonetta and Wonderful 101 developer launched a mysterious Platinum 4 website earlier this month. It will soon reveal that the Wonderful 101 remaster was number one of four projects to be revealed. So we're guessing this announcement could be number two. Hmm. While we don't want to get anyone's hopes up, uh, we'll also leave you with this. The 27th of February happens to be a Thursday, a day which is commonly home to major Nintendo Direct presentations. It also happens to be Pokemon Day, which was used to reveal Pokemon Sword and Shield in a Direct last year. Could a Direct be coming on the 27th, perhaps giving us Bayonetta 3's release date and other news? I don't think so, because we're getting a Direct this week. We're getting an Animal Crossing Direct. Yeah, but it is a direct. Right. They don't do that. They don't do too many directs that close to each other. I mean, Nintendo does whatever they want. But I don't think we've ever seen a direct back-to-back, week-to-week. Yeah. Um, On Pokemon Day, we are supposed to be getting a new um, legendary. They're revealing a new legendary. So that's going to happen next week. Mm-hmm. Um. What else was I going to say? I was just looking up because I don't think they said anything about Bayonetta 3 since its uh, announcement. They haven't. But uh, I don't know if they're going to say anything next week. Th- th- this article says that uh, perhaps there'll be something about uh, one of their other projects. I think that it's to- super going to be Bayonetta. I don't think yeah. it's going to be any of those other projects. Um, But it's going to be in an issue of Famitsu. Yeah. So it's not going to be like a trailer on, unless they make a, tra- a trailer or drop something. And then there's also uh, a little blurb in Famitsu, which is possible. Right. I think next Thursday is a great time to drop a bunch of information on some new games because we got packs and it starts yeah. on Thursday. So uh, Nintendo needs to say, they, Nintendo hasn't said anything about their plans at PAX. We don't know any of the games that they're going to have. We know that they're going to be there. We don't know yeah. about any of the games that they're going to have. So we need some information information on that. I don't think it'll be a big fat Nintendo Direct, but I think it'll be a, a little trickle of information. Mm-hmm. And I think Bayonetta could be part of it. It could be. Um, again, we haven't though, heard it, about it in a while, and we don't yeah. know what's happening at the end of the year. So mm-hmm. I think a game like Bayonetta would be a perfect fit for the end of the year, or you know, well, yeah. at least we need some information. But then again, because uh, f- they were releasing the one for one hundred and one, that's been confirmed already. Uh, Sega, which used to be uh, 
Platinum's partner just re-released Bayonetta 1 and Vanquish uh, in 4K on PS4 and Xbox One. So maybe it has something to do with that. I would or it could be a brand Vanquish. new title that they're uh, teasing. Yeah, it could be one of the four that, yeah. uh, that they're talking about. But I, 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 we got to hear about Bayonetta sometime soon. Yeah. It's been so long. All right. Next up, I put this on here. Uh, we talked about the uh, Nintendo PlayStation last week. Yes. Was that last week? Yes. And it, the bidding was only at 15000 Yes. And I was seriously considering <laughs> cashing in my, my piggy banks. Yeah. And just, you know, going broke for a while and trying my best. It would have been worth it, but alas. But we we also said, I said, before we looked at the price that it was at, I said, that's got to be at 300000 And then we looked, clicked on it, and I was like, holy crap, it's only 15000 Now, it's been a week, it's at 280000 mm-hmm. currently. Uh, Which is more like it. <laughs> that's more like it, yes. Uh, this is on Heritage Auction, so if you have a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. And there was an article from a few days ago that uh, we know who the top bidder is. Potentially. Yes. He claims uh, that he's the top bidder. Yeah. Palmer Lucky, uh, the founder of Oculus VR, uh, who's apparently a controversial uh, man. Yeah. <laughs> he's claiming to be the current high bidder of the mythical Nintendo PlayStation console, which went up for auction this week. Bidding started at 31000 What? I thought it was 15000 Anyway, but now stands at a whopping 350000 Where are these numbers coming from? I just clicked on it. It's just $280,000. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Uh, remember, there's also the uh, buyer's premium. Uh, what does that so even mean? Didn't we figure that out, that they're going to wind up having to pay that? A buyer's premium will be added to each successful bid. Oh. Yeah. Oh, does that mean that freaking Heritage Auctions is taking that much money? It's like $50,000. Yes. Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right, so there it is. <laughs> uh, so I guess it's at $350,000. Yeah. And Lucky is claiming on social media that the, his bid is currently the, in the lead, given that the owners have already turned down an offer of $1.2 million the price could rise drastically. Why would they turn that down? That's so much money. Uh, when quizzed on Twitter why he wants to own this elusive piece of hardware so badly, Lucky replied, because I have the largest game console collection and I am on a quest to digitize and preserve the history of physical video games. Perfect VR will ensure the original experience lives on forever, but we need to keep these things alive and functional in the meanwhile. Public availability is just a matter of time. I have been keeping things low key until then. I am preserving the original copies in the most advanced video game storage facility ever constructed. That is a noble cause. Uh, I don't know if that's the best way to preserve games. No. (laughs) It's basically an emulator, but it's an emulator that runs in VR. It sounds sounds like like he's, he's preserving these games for himself. Like, it doesn't sound like he's offering any sort of uh, public access to to uh, the games that he's preserving. So, or, the the physical hardware, even the physical games, it sounds like it's just going to be in his private collection. Yeah. 
But I, got, I think perfect VR sounds like that's something he's gonna like a like a virtual museum. That's what I it sounds guess. like to me. I mean, we don't have to. We could just actually look up what perfect VR is. Uh, nope. Right. Oh, perfect VR is a virtual reality escapism at its purest. Leave behind the the daily grind and slip away to beautiful and really rea- relaxing locations made possible through VR. Instantly accessible yet endlessly captivating. Perfect VR. Perfect is the ideal companion to show off your PlayStation VR. So it's on PlayStation VR, which would be great. I'd, I mean, that's the only way I would be able to play this. Yeah. Um, but no, what we need is this thing in a museum so that we could all see it. Exactly. And uh, in fact... But we do uh, need it digitally archived too. I think that's important. Lane Nooney uh, tweeted at Palmer Lucky and said, your personal ownership in historical... Your personal ownership in of some historical artifacts isn't a productive pathway to preservation. Anyone who works in museums will tell you that. If you want your money to do good, give it to an institution. If owning this makes you feel powerful, keep bidding. I think... So So, what is the best case scenario for this uh, Super Nintendo PlayStation? I think the best case scenario is somebody buys it and gives it to a museum. Mm-hmm. Because, so that this way, like, they can take it they can hold on to it they can study it and they can like make it accessible to people so not so, just the system itself but like the the firmware and the system software and all the code to it so what palmer lucky should do is buy it archive whatever he wants to do in perfect vr or whatever yeah then give it to an institution or a museum yeah that's what should happen but also, that's that. I mean, he's that he's basically well. Okay, so he's spending three hundred fifty thousand dollars, or potentially a million dollars if it goes up. Yeah. Um, to archive it, but then he can't keep it for the clout. <laughs> yeah. He's basically just eating a million dollars, or however much it's going to end up costing. Yeah. But I mean, if he gives it to an institution, they they could like I don't know. If they if he gives it to like Harvard, they could build a freaking building in his name, make a statue yeah. of him outside, something like that. That's what um, rich people do, right? Yeah, they, something they like fund, that. Uh, universities. Yeah, but I mean, there are places he can give it to. There is a national video game museum in Texas. Um, Paul Allen of Microsoft fame has a museum in Seattle um, that's all about technology. He can give it there. Um, the Museum of the Moving Image in New York would take it. Um, That'd be good. Yeah, it's just you know he's spending so much money on this. The right thing to do is to give it away. <laughs> it's yeah, like, it's it does. Isn't that weird? Like, shouldn't the people who own it give it away to a museum? Yeah, no, they they definitely should. Uh, but I mean, if they're trying to sell it, um, I mean, I would want money for it. If if I had it, I would want money for it. Yeah, the best way I think the best way to uh give it to a museum is for somebody to buy it and give it to a museum. I think the best case scenario is for Pamelucky to get it, archive it, and then give it away. Yeah, but he something tells me he's not going to do that. He's going to get it, archive it, and then keep it in his garage forever. Yes. Uh, what do we got here? We got John Halstead with $2. You guys going to be at Too Many Games 2020. There was something happening. Oh, no, there wasn't. Probably. We're probably going to be at that. Yeah. We're probably gonna uh, be. Keep it locked to IGN to make sure it's for all your updates as to whether or not we're going to Too Many Games. Uh, Andy Q with $2. Stupid question. You guys related. Uh, we are the same person. Yeah. Um, one of us is an imperfect clone of the other. See if you can guess who. Yes, that's what it is. Um, all right. 
Where else are we? Let's plow through these. Oh, this is an important thing for the week. There's a new Switch Lite coming out, Will. Yeah. Yep. And it's Coral Pink. Coral. It fits, Coral. It fits pretty well into the lineup there. It does. We got Easter colors. Yeah. Uh, I like that a lot. I like that color. It's nice. Yeah. So it's coming out in Japan on, on March 20th, which is Animal Crossing Day. Uh-huh. And also Doom Day. I'm yes. going to be playing Animal Crossing to the Doom soundtrack. <laughs> um, But it's coming out in America April 3rd. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to buy it. <laughs> so I got. I, I got my perfectly good, uh, you know, teal one right here. That color yeah. looks. That is not what it looks like in real life. Um, I mean, I would like to see it just to know what it looks like, you know, in real yeah. life, because none of these colors look the way they do in pictures. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you can't make a whole video on just a color. No, that's stupid. It's stupid because. It's not going to look like what it does on camera. And it's not a very interesting video. You can just look at a picture and go, okay, same thing, okay. different color. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just nice that we're getting more colors. I think that's ultimately what the takeaway is. I would like to see themed Switch lights. We haven't gotten that yet. No. We see we're themed console, like well, we got uh, the, regular ones. We got the, uh, the Pokemon Switch light, but that's it. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. The Zacian and Zamazenta one. Yeah, that was the coolest Switch light. Yeah, uh, I should have made a video on that, and I did not. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there, we're getting the Animal Crossing uh, one. Yeah, and I'll have a video on that. Even though I just said making a video on colors is stupid, that's a little different. There could be some cool stuff in the box. Yeah, I think Nintendo already did an unboxing of it. Like the, what do they call it? The Nintendo uh, freaking Treehouse channel or whatever. Yeah. Um, and that's a dope looking at, uh, Switch. Yeah. So I kind of just want it because it looks awesome. Anyway, that's it. We're getting a coral pink Nintendo Switch light. Yeah. Neat. How about this one? We'll stick this in your pipe and eat it. Uh, Sony is backing out of packs. So, huh, back up. I'm going to be at PAX. It's next week, PAX East yes. in Boston. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll be there all weekend. It's going to be a fun time. It's going to be good. I can't wait. I will not be there because I have a child to raise now. Adulting. Yes. Uh, here's a weird thing, though. Sony is not going to be there. They decided, now nah, we can't do it. Yeah. But uh, they're, doing, they're not doing it uh, because there's increasing concerns related to the illness, I got Koala this whole virus. <laughs> coronavirus. They're worried about the coronavirus. So I tweeted, okay, but do they know that it's in Boston? And well, people, people didn't think this was funny. <laughs> well, because people gave me like serious answers. Well, yeah, because uh, this news comes two weeks after a man living in Boston was found to have had the illness after returning home from China. The yeah. The epicenter of the outbreak. One guy. He's. I got news for you. He's not going to be there. <laughs> He's going to be in the hospital. It, it, does, it does seem like a bit extreme to not go to a convention because of one person. The other argument is that there's going to be a lot of people there from all yeah. over the world. 
So it's no, that's true. Kind of like a melting pot of people. Yeah. Um, but like, come on, man. Like, what am I not supposed to go into Manhattan because that's a melting pot of people? Yeah. You know, like it's there's not there's no difference. Um, but anyway. This is via Kotaku. It says, PlayStation is pulling out of PAX East due to increasing concerns related to the illness colloquially known as the coronavirus. It said in the PlayStation... Why don't we read the PlayStation blog instead? Yeah. Uh, PlayStation at PAX East. Play The Last of Us? No. This is not the article that says that they're not coming. This is the article saying what they're going to have. Uh... Oh, I know Kevin Kansen tweeted it, so I'll just go to that. Oh, it's, um, yeah, it's the blog that says what's going to be at PAX, and then at the very top it says, Update. Today, Sony Interactive Entertainment oh. made the decision to cancel participation at PAX East in Boston this year due to increasing concerns related to coronavirus. Uh, we felt this was the safest option as the situation changing is changing daily. We are disappointed to cancel our participation in the event, but the health and safety of our global workforce is our highest concern. So uh, at the very top of the article, it says play, play the last of us, final fantasy seven remake and more. Uh-huh. Uh, so I, you won't be able to do that anymore. Nope. However, I do have an appointment to play final fantasy seven. So Square is going to have it there. Yeah. So that's that's still happening. The Last of Us Part 2, I did not know that was going to be playable, and now I'm upset. <laughs> I would have loved to have played that. Uh, PAX East director, show director uh, Kyle Marsden Kitch replied, While we are saddened that Sony will no longer have a presence at PAX East 2020, we look forward to welcoming our friends at Sony to future PAX events and are focused on making PAX East 2020 a successful and enjoyable event for all attendees and exhibitors. PAX East 2020 will take place as scheduled with enhanced cleaning and sanitization across the show, including adherence to recommendations set forth by the U.S. EPA's emerging pathogen policy regarding cleaning disinfectants effectively... Uh, regarding cleaning disinfectants effective against the coronavirus. Huh. Well, I will be there with Purell in hand. Yeah. I always Purell up when I'm at a convention. Maybe also bring a gas mask and a flamethrower. You always got to be ready for an illness when you're at PAX. There's always going to yeah. be some sort of PAX pox going around or some flu situation. Any happening. Any convention. Really, yeah. just bring hand sanitizer, tissues, um, butt wipes too, just in case, mm-hmm. and snacks. But again, like you go through Penn Station, you're going through the same thing. You're just not touching as many things as other people, probably. Well, the yeah. subway, yes, yeah, but uh, yeah, um, yeah. I guess I'm gonna be shaking hands and touching people. Mm-hmm. So if I see you at Pax, come over for a touch. Uh, Chain Thunderbolt in the chat says Sony keeps backing out of everything. People are saying that they're backing out of this. Th- that means that there's probably going to be a PlayStation. Uh, what do they call it? They Direct. have convention. <laughs> they have conventions. Uh, PSX. PlayStation Experience. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, I think I think this is legit fear over the virus. Because mm-hmm. E3, they didn't say why they pulled out of E3. They just pulled said we're not going to do E3. 
Yeah, but I mean, they could. I mean, they could be doing a PlayStation experience later in the year, especially because right. they're doing the PlayStation Five this year. So they have yeah. a lot of stuff to. T- what? But it'll be out by then if they do PlayStation experience at the end of the year. It'll be out already. Yeah. Also, it might be too late to announce a PlayStation experience. Uh, well, they have done that like a month ago. It depends on when they would have the PlayStation experience. They usually do in December, don't they? Or like late in the the month? Late in the year? I don't know. PlayStation experience. They didn't do one recently. Uh, they, they did one in 2002. (laughs) Oh, North America. The last one was in 2017. Yeah. I didn't know that. Uh, uh, Anaheim, California, December 9th to the 10th. That was in 2017. Uh, in 2016, it was also in December. In 2015, it was also in December. And in 2014, it was also in December. Okay. So it would be in December. The American one. Apparently, there's ones all over the world. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, England and Southeast Asia, and that's it. Uh... So it's possible that they do one, but that I feel like they would have had to announce it already. Yeah. So anyway, sucks, but well, you know, do what you gotta do, man. You mm-hmm. know, I'm still going to PAX. Still gonna have a great time. It's gonna be great. Uh, what else do we got here? Uh, uh, oh, here we go. You want a free Switch game? <laughs> Surprise! First person shooter Warface is now available for free on the Nintendo Switch. I like this game just because it's called Warface. It is a dumb name. Yep. Also, okay, so I played it. Okay. It looks nothing like... Oh, that's what it looks... Yeah, okay, this is what it looks like. (laughs) The, 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 like, first 20 seconds of the trailer, that's not what it looks like. So, it's a free game. It reminds Uh me a lot of Modern Combat, the mobile Call of Duty knockoff. Oh, wow. However, it's not bad. Uh, the game first first you do a tutorial in the game, yeah, uh, which is like whatever. Uh, then it throws you into a uh, co-op multiplayer game. So it's as if you're playing the single player Call of Duty, but you're with four other people. So it's a five. Okay. It's five. It's a team of five. And you're playing a single player level of like, let's say, Call of Duty. That was really fun. And I haven't done something like that in a game in a really long time. It reminded me of like, you know, back in the Xbox 360 days, like playing some co-op with my friends. It was like really, I had a really good time doing that. And it felt, the game felt really good. It feels just like, I mean, Modern Combat or just like a, like a, like a cheap Call of Duty, you know? Right. So that was fun. But there's also a multiplayer versus mode. Which isn't that good. It's unfortunately not that great. Uh, but it's free. Uh, this is it is also made by Christ uh, Crytek. Is it? Yeah, and it is running on their CryEngine. This, according to this article, it is the first Switch game to run on CryEngine. I I when I booted it up, I did hear it say CryEngine. Yeah. Uh, it was like you know in the splash screen, but I didn't know it was yeah. made by Crytek. What else have they worked on? Uh, not much since Crisis. Probably uh, just the engine. They they did Rise, Son of Rome. Warface came out in 2013. Yeah. 
So that it, explains it, why it looks like it does. <laughs> Crytek had a lot of like financial problems. Um, they I remember they bought Free Radical, the guys who did Time Splitters, and they tried to put out um, how was that game? Homefront: The Revolution. Oh yeah, and, but that like was a disaster. Uh, so uh, I forgot who bought Crytek. Uh, sorry, bought Free Radical from Crytek, put out Homefront, um, and then Crytek went off to do, I guess, Warface. Mm-hmm. Warface was 2013, right after Crisis 3. Yeah. And then Rise Son of Rome. <laughs> uh, last game they did was Hunt Showdown. What is that? I do not know this game. Well, that's unfortunate. I don't know any of these games. I would love if this freaking Warface game played like Crisis, if it had like the abilities and stuff like yeah. Crisis 2 and 3 had. That would be awesome. Uh, but yeah, it's just free. Give it a shot. It's it's a fun little game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not going to suck your money out. Uh, last thing we have here is something you put here, Will. Yes. Uh, I feel like this is the most important video oh. game news of the year. Hello. Uh, Tiger Electronics are coming back. Only 90s kids will care about this. <laughs> um, Hasbro is bringing back another 90s classic, the monochrome Tiger Electronics LCD handheld. Uh, today, the company announced that it will release four new versions of the iconic handheld, which will launch this fall for $14.99. Uh, as with the originals, each device will play a single game. The launch titles will include The Little Mermaid, Transformers Generation 2, X-Men Project X, and Sonic the Hedgehog 3. All of them are available for pre-order at GameStop right now. Hasbro said each game is inspired by the original from the 90s. Uh, They all sport the the familiar control setup with monochromatic graphics displayed on the top of a static colorful background. Each unit is powered by two AA batteries, not included. The design and technology were created with the original handheld game unit in mind, uh, says the company. So, did how many of these do we have? We had like three or four. We had Sonic Two and Aladdin, definitely. I feel like we had two others, and I don't remember what they were. Sonic Two? Yeah, we did not have this one. We did not have that one. We definitely had Aladdin. I remember that. Yeah. Um, we um, didn't have X Men. No, these look so familiar. Yeah. Oh well, yeah, because they all look the same. Um. And plus, if we didn't have it, we knew somebody who did. Because there was like these were like a dime a dozen back then. And they're $15 when they released Fifteen dollars now. Way too much money. Oh yeah, we definitely had Sonic too. I remember this. Yeah. Um, the so chemical those, plant. For those of you who don't know, the Tiger Electronic handhelds were these cheap ass little uh crappy uh video game systems that you take with you and play in the backseat of your parents' car if you were too poor to own a Game Boy. Or even if you did own a Game Boy, you wound up having like ten of these. <laughs> So wait, the Sonic 2 one has a D-pad and then just an action button. Yeah. But the Sonic 3 one has a tails button, a pick button, and a spin button. Interesting. What the hell does that do? I don't know. (laughs) That's weird. Well, are you going to buy this? Uh. I was tempted to. I'll be honest with you. I'm not going to lie. I was tempted to buy at least one of them. Listen, you have a child. I do. This is going to be super simple for them to play. True. And you don't even care if they ruin it. Yeah. It's 15 bucks. Yeah. 
Might be a good, might be worthwhile investment. Might be. And you know what? When she's able to play it in like two, three years, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, that's all of the stories that we have. Yes, that's all that happened this week. Not much. Tomorrow, though, freaking uh, Animal Crossing. Yeah, we'll get some Animal Crossing news. Twenty or so minutes of it. So just go to Nintendo's YouTube channel and watch that. Yeah. Uh, Matt Stevens in the chat says, enough with the retro vintage style. Ugh. Ugh. Enough of it already. Just don't uh, buy it. Old stuff. Just don't buy it. It's hey, just Tiger Electronics trying to capitalize. I almost put that Hasbro, uh, Hasbro nerf for bringing back Super Soakers. So <laughs> be lucky this isn't just turned into 90s Toy Week on Wolf End Live. But uh, did you see that? Uh, they're bringing back Super Soakers, like the original design. It's really I cool. I did not see that. It's, it's awesome. Uh, is there an article for that? Uh, yeah, it's, it was also on The Verge. Super Soakers uh, news. <laughs> Nerf is bringing back the original Super Soakers. Nerf did it? I didn't know Nerf did it. Well, Nerf, no, Nerf bought the company that owns Super Soakers like years ago. Oh, oh my God. I remember these. Yeah. I don't remember this one, but I remember this one. Yeah, the big blue one that you wish you had, but only like the big kids on the block had. We didn't have that. Not the blue one. No, we had the green one that was uh, smaller. What is the green? We didn't have that one. No, no, no. Uh, it looks like the blue one, but it was like a half the size. Oh, uh, okay. So just shrunken down? Yeah. I remember it having this sort of tube. Yeah. No, okay. it did. It had the tube, but um, yeah, no, the but green one. I thought one... the tube could have been replaced with a two liter bottle of soda. That was later models. Oh, okay. Yeah. That was a smart. That was a smart yeah. move. Then you can have freaking like a like ammo packs on you. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, uh, that's all we got. Now it's time for the tweet of the week. Tweet of the week. Tweet of the week. Tweet of the week. This I I saved this a while ago because I thought it was so funny and it's so stupid. So it is a quote tweet. The original tweet is some Japanese tweet that's a gorilla on a piece of bread. A chocolate gorilla. A chocolate gorilla, yes. Uh, then it goes in the oven, and then it melts. Uh-huh. <laughs> but the quote tweet says, change world, ape final message, goodbye. Because <laughs> the last picture is the ape all melted on the piece of bread. <laughs> I don't know why I thought this was so funny. I don't know yeah, I don't Japanese know either. Rising load temperature with a gorilla received by Valentine. I don't know what this means. It's funny because the, it's like the grill is like farewell. Yeah. Please change the world for me. And goodbye is spelt wrong. All right, well, anyway, now is when we talk to you guys. Yes. As always, you can reach us on Twitter using the hashtag WolfdenLive. If you'd love to comment on last week's WolfdenLive, then this is the part of the show where we will finally answer you. And of course, ladies and gentlemen watching us at home, please start leaving your questions in the comments because we will get to them when we are done with everybody else. Uh, Okay. Of course, using I forgot to open the, Discord. Using the... Using the... Hey, I see a lot of people in the open chat and Discord. What the hell's wrong with you people? We got a show going on here. Uh, Boop. Using the hashtag WolfDenLive, we got uh, Leonardo Galindo, who says, People, you guys should watch this movie. It's good. WolfDen. This movie is garbage. I'm talking about the Sonic movie. 
We were harsh on it. But because we care. I I started off saying I liked it. I enjoyed the movie. I knew it wasn't like a cinematic like masterpiece. <laughs> yeah. I knew that it wasn't that good of a movie, but I enjoyed it. I know when um, when something isn't good, but I like it anyway. Like that tweet I just read. Yeah. <laughs> that was a tweet that I enjoyed. Um, But yeah, I, we, we were pretty harsh on it. I should have talked more about why I liked it, and I, I didn't really do that. I think we were mostly trying to prepare people for what they were getting into. Yeah, uh, we, we wanted to let them know that, you know, it was a pretty box standard, cheap kids movie um, that wasn't very smart. Um, it, you know, had very childish humor to it. Um, but I think and I think we did this. We mentioned that it's not painful to watch, <laughs> um, especially if you have kids, they're going to love the hell out of it. Um, and if you happen to come across it either by taking a child to the movies or if it's on Netflix or it's on TBS or whatever, you're not going to hate yourself for watching it. You know, it's not like, you know, trying to think, uh, this, this is going to open up a storm, but I don't care. It's not like when you watch Batman versus Superman and you hate every single second of it. (laughs) Uh, so, so. I liked it because I'm a Sonic fan and I was happy to see Sonic on the big screen. There was a lot of stuff. I liked seeing things that I knew from the games and pulling it down. And I like Sonic as a character. So seeing Sonic at all and, you know, there was a good connection with the character. Yeah. And I liked that a lot. However, if you don't know Sonic at all, I feel like you're not going to care about the movie. Here's the thing. Uh, I'm pretty much with you because... If this wasn't a Sonic movie, I would not have been as kind on it right. as I as I currently am. Also, like, if Sonic didn't look the way he does now. That too. I think it would be I think people would hate it. I think people would really be yeah. I think this would be a completely different story. Put it to you this way. This is basically the same movie as Alvin and the Chipmunks, and that movie is terrible. <laughs> so make of that what you will. I uh, I think people hyped it up way too much. Yeah. No, people, no, definitely. People are saying that it's way better than it actually is. Yeah. I can um, tell you it's not the best video game movie ever made. It is no. not better than Detective Pikachu. It's it not better not. than Mortal Kombat. Um and I see a lot of people on Twitter who are saying, "Guys, who said why did everybody say this movie was good? It's not good." <laughs> uh and those are pe- probably people who aren't interested in Sonic. Yeah. Um but again, I liked it. I thought yeah. it, I enjoyed it. I don't want to say it was a good movie, but yeah. I I had a lot of fun. Um, if you, if you want a harsh review of it, check out the the review on RogerEbert.com. That that oh one's pretty God. bad. I knew that's that critics who really were hate it. who really didn't like the movie. The thing is, though, it has a 65, 64 on Rotten Tomatoes. So that's a lot terrible. of people do like the movie. That's more than half. I think it's one of the best video game movies. But that's it's also definitely not up much. there. I mean, it, granted, it's a low bar. Yeah. But it, it's, you know, again, it could have been a lot worse. The, the best not... is still Detective Pikachu. I think yeah. Sonic is probably number two. But no, I still think Mortal Kombat is like really? number 
two or three. I need to rewatch it. Yeah. Um, there are people who are saying that it is the best video game movie, and I think that that's not correct. Yeah. I mean, it's it's doing better than Detective Pikachu did, which is crazy. Yeah. I think Detective Pikachu came out the same day as another movie or something. Maybe. Um, also, it's not a Pokemon movie. It's Detective Pikachu. If it was just called Pokemon, it might have done yeah. a lot better. But uh, still, uh, you would think Pikachu, the name recognition is so big. Yeah. Um. Anyway, Q73 Power using the hashtag WolfdenLive on Twitter said, It's hard for me to spend more than $20 on a game anymore. With all the great indies on the Switch, spending $60 on a game doesn't seem worth it. I also don't like most AAA games, even from Nintendo. There are very few games I'll spend $60 on. Uh, There are a lot of great $20 games on the Switch. Yeah. I think a big problem with the Switch, though, is that games rarely go on sale. And when they do, it's not for a good discount. Like The Witcher is currently on sale on all systems. And like on the Switch, it's thirty dollars. But that's, on everything else, it's like five. <laughs> that's the Switch tax. But yeah. also, it just came out on the Switch. Yeah. So it's kind of a new title on the Switch. Um, I think sixty dollars is worth it for a lot of AAA major uh, Nintendo games, like Odyssey and uh, Breath of the Wild. Like you're gonna get your money's worth yeah. if you pay sixty dollars for that. You're gonna spend a lot of hours. Super Smash Brothers. You're gonna spend a lot of hours in it. Um. But I understand why spending $60... There's games coming out all the time. $60 is a lot to have to keep, you know, paying for. Yeah. Uh, okay. Last week's Wolfden Live in the comments, we got JRRR who says, I really like these podcasts. Thank you. Thank you. I really like you. Tanner Curley says first joker now sonic the hedgehog oh i see where this is going this is the final nail in the coffin of will wolf we now know he has enough he knows nothing about film hold on a second where's he going oh he's gonna get i know what he's doing i don't want to say what he's doing is there any identifying information on? Is there any? Is Sorry, there any, I just want, wait, I just is there any information my... on there that you don't want to show people? Is uh, there... <laughs> no, just just that I graduated a college with a cinema degree. Um, so yeah, I guess I don't know anything about movies. Uh, you watched a what was it? A blue bowl of something? Blue a bowl of blueberries for like five minutes. So. Don't tell me. I don't know. (laughs) That was part of his uh, degree right there. Yeah. Look, all movies, all of them, every single one, the opinions of them are subjective. Like there, there is no movie that every single person likes. Not one. You look at something like the Godfather, one of the, you know, quote unquote, one of the greatest movies of all time. Not everybody thinks that. Citizen Kane, which has been the de facto greatest movie of all time. You ask anybody about that movie who hasn't like studied it, like actually like studied it, and they'll tell you it's crap. If I don't like a movie, first of all, both of Joker and Sonic both have the same Rotten Tomato score, more or less. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not, not alone in my opinion. I did not know that. Yeah. It, 
it, go look at it. It's, it's roughly about that. Um, you know, I'm sorry I don't like the same movie that you do. I wish I did. I wish I liked every single movie. It would make my life that much easier. Um, but it happens. It happens. Uh, how could how could you get that salty about a, an opinion on Sonic the Hedgehog? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Sonic fans need to be used to people being critical of and, the, of the IP. And let me just state, because I know, as I know, I feel like some people are thinking about this right now. Nobody loves Sonic the Hedgehog more than me. <laughs> All right, and I'm, I'm gonna say this right now. Like I, I, I disagree. There are people who like the bad games. <laughs> that's true. But like, I've been a Sonic fan since day one. Like, I have, like, I've been collecting. I, I collect even the bad games. Um, I just, I acknowledge that they're bad. Uh, I've seen every cartoon. I've played. I've played all the games. I collect different random Sonic memorabilia like this. I still have my Sonic plushie from when I was six. You know, in this house. Yeah. So it's not that I'm not a Sonic fan. I'm probably a bigger Sonic fan than most people watching this video right now, uh, including Tanner. I'm also a bigger (laughs) Batman fan than he probably is, but that's beside the point. That is true. Um, And I knew going in that this wasn't going to be, you know, Star Wars or whatever. My expectations were, like, down here a little bit. So I was pleasantly surprised by it. I think that's the important thing is that I went in there. You were missing that, that I'm pleasantly surprised by it. I went in there thinking that it was not going to be good. Yeah. Uh, And then I was happy with what I ended up with. Uh, But I think that's important for people who are going to go see Sonic. You need to go in there thinking it's going to be a garbage movie because then you might be surprised. If you go in there thinking it's going to be the best thing ever, like a lot of people are saying, you're going to be disappointed because it's not. The thing is, like, I get that it's a kid's movie, but there are – there's – better kids movies out there like we've seen this pixar movies are some of the smartest movies out there you know something like spider-man homecoming is a great kids movie detective pikachu detective pikachu with with, uh ryan reynolds had a lot of uh, like he snuck in a lot of adult humor in there yeah it was amazing for for that it's not just like adult humor though it's like it's like themes and topics and circumstances that uh are important for kids to understand that they will have to face in adulthood like go back to pixar they talk about like serious stuff like you know loss and death and growing up and uh puberty and divorce and things like that like you know pretty heavy topics whereas sonic the hedgehog talks about like oh friendship and having a good time and farting and flossing and that (laughs) stuff that's what i mean that's what i mean by you know it could have been better than it was that said it's not the worst movie on the planet it's just that you have to go in knowing that it's not gonna change your life it's not gonna be this you know four star experience it's a mediocre movie but it's a good sonic movie yeah so so you said that they have that sonic and the joker have around the same rotten tomato score and i pulled it up uh sonic has a 64 percent tomato meter Mm-hmm. But a 94% audience score. I thought that the audience score was going to be super high and the critic score was going to be super low. But honestly, I did not expect it to be 64. I expected it to be more like 30. Yeah. This yeah. was before the movie came out. Before mm-hmm. seeing it. Um, but anyway, the Joker 
has a 68% tomato meter. So very close. Very close. Audience score is 88%. So it actually has oh. a lower audience. It has a oh. higher critic score and a lower audience score, which is interesting. So you'd think that that would be more divisive than a song. Yeah, you would think that, you know, Academy Award winning Joker would have a much higher tomato meter score, but well, both. I would yeah. think both scores would be higher for Joker, but it wasn't. Uh anyway, we we got a lot more to answer here. <laughs> yeah. Um, Sorry about that. <laughs> going good going guy TV. With the recent success of Sonic the Witcher and Detective Pikachu, what do you think the next video game IP movie or show will be now the witcher was a book yes people forget that i want to know how now i i only played a little bit of the witcher 3 i want to know how much they take from the game versus the book and if there's even a difference um well i'm trying to think because prior to this there was a there was a witcher movie it was a it was a polish made movie because the books are polish um and apparently it's not good like at all, but Geralt looks like he does in the games. Okay. So I think overall there's like an aesthetic to the Witcher that like, you know, they stick with throughout all media. I have not seen the show either. And I don't know if I'm gonna. Yeah, I know. I know people who have, and they say it's like, it's not bad. Everyone says it's great. Yeah. I've only heard positive things about it. Yeah. The Hexer is a, Polish fantasy film based on the Witcher franchise. Mm. Apparently it's garbage. <laughs> well, anyway, what was the question? What do you think the next video game IP movie or show will be? Mm. Mario. Mario. That would um, be the next major one. I'm trying to think. Allegedly, Netflix is working on a Resident Evil show. What was that? I'm sorry. I think the dog just took a huge dump outside <laughs> netflix is allegedly working on a resident evil series uh well oh no that was konami they did the castlevania, castlevania which was that was an anime and it's very good yeah i heard that that's very good yeah. so uh resident evil okay that makes sense yeah there's been some resident evil movies and i didn't like any of them so uh going back to my best friend's uh tanner when those movies came out like originally when I was in high school, I was like the only person saying that they were bad. And yeah, everyone I was mad, mad at me for it. I remember. Well, that, they had nothing to do with the games. They like tried. Yeah. Even the second one, which is basically the plot of Resident Evil 3, was not a good movie. Mm-hmm. And this was the time of like the zombie renaissance with like 28 Days Later and the Dawn of the Dead remake and all these other better zombie movies out there. And I'm trying to tell people that 28 Days Later is the best Resident Evil movie. Yeah, and nobody was listening to me. Uh, anyway, uh, Drew Yancey says you guys talk about Pokemon too much. Just saying. Okay, we'll stop. All right, just for you. Uh, RP says love Wolf Den Wednesdays. I have been binge watching older ones. Keep it up, guys. Thanks, dude. Thank you. Thanks so much. There's been people saying. Actually, I think it's just one guy saying. Uh, oh, I forgot his name saying we got to bring back in the wolf den with will and bob and i said that's just wolf den clips yeah basically (laughs) uh anyway uh so that's it for last week yeah now Now we're we're in the chat chat for a, a hot sec 
How are you guys uh, doing? Fred said, man, I picked the right comments for this week. You did. Yeah, you really aggravated Will. Good job. Yeah, man. great. I don't get enough sleep as it is. Now I'm going to be up all night thinking about this. Super Saiyan 7 says, Netflix is also currently working on a Magic the Gathering show directed by the Russo brothers. Oh, I oh, heard about this. That's why they stopped doing Star Wars? No, the, um, the Russos are the Captain America guys. You're thinking of the Game of Thrones guys. Right. The Game of Thrones guys have their own Netflix deal, but it's not magic. Oh, okay. I don't know what the hell they're working on. Something's and up I don't with care. My OB- <laughs> Something's up with my OBS. It's like... Yeah, Greg keeps flashing up on screen. Greg keeps flashing up? Oh. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. That's uh, that's my background. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, Joe Ayert says, if you want some true lore, read the Resident Evil books by S.D. Perry. I actually uh, I, heard those. Are, actually, I read one. Back yeah, like we have a couple of them. They're not bad. Um, I know two of them are original stories, uh, and the rest are just adaptations of the games. But they're not bad. I, I remember we had. I remember reading at least one. I think we had the two original stories uh, initially, and then I think I went back and got like the rest. Um, what, what are we doing here? Uh, Michael Riviera says Detective Pikachu was great. My three-year-old loves it. Oh, we can't talk about Pokemon anymore. I'm sorry. Not allowed to talk about it. Underscore says, Will, have you talked about lock and key yet or did a, or did a blackout? What does that mean? I have no idea. Uh, I have not talked about lock and key yet because I haven't seen it. Um, and I haven't read the comics either, even though I have all of them. Um, but I know people who have seen it and they like it. But it's definitely a situation where it probably needed more money. <laughs> like doing it on a TV budget was detrimental. Uh, James Ramirez says, can I ask for advice? How long do you believe one should wait before buying a PlayStation 5 or Xbox Series X? So I'm a bad person to ask because I am not one to wait on uh, physical hardware. I am. Uh, I would say you wait uh, one to two years. Wow, that's a long time. I would say wait until there's a bunch of games that you want to play or are going to be the best experience on that console. I'd say at least a year because by then... uh. They'll they'll start to figure out like what any of the problems are with the system, so they can, you know, send out firmware updates and patches mm-hmm. to like fix all the bugs and stuff. And within a year, you'll start to see more of like the actual like games for that system come out, rather than, uh, well, it'll be a little different this generation, but like you'll see like actual next gen games rather than upscale ports of previous gen games. So the problem with early adoption is that you are going to get hardware that might not be the best optimized. Yeah. Like they'll find problems with it and then they'll re- they'll slowly release different versions like maybe uh let's say a PS4 with a better disk drive so that yeah. it doesn't keep eating your disks or a better fan like small incremental upgrades that they can do within like a year or two um before they release something like the PlayStation 4 Slim which is a completely different model. Yeah. Um however uh I still have my launch PS4 and it runs great. Uh I think if you're going to buy the console anyway why not just get it and play all of your games on it now? Like, uh, when the PlayStation 5 comes out, you're still going to be able to play some games on the PlayStation 4. Yeah. Um, 
but why not just if you're gonna buy it anyway why not just get it immediately and then play those games on the playstation 5 that's the way i look at it that that doesn't need to be the way you right do your purchasing ultimately it's going to be different for everybody and i feel like the safest bet is to wait the one to two years you don't have to wait the whole two years but at at least wait one just so that you could see you know what you're dealing with when it comes i would say just wait for a bunch of games that you want to play to come out yeah unless you want to be in the zeitgeist then just get it immediately Mm mm-hmm uh, Crunch Topher with five bucks says, interjecting to state how excited I am for the Animal Crossing Direct tomorrow. Nothing else. Have a nice night, boys. You too, Crunch Topher. Too. Thank you. The Animal Crossing Direct is at 9 a.m. Uh, I will not be watching it immediately. I will watch it when I wake up. The cast says, do you guys think Donkey Kong 64 is doable on the N64 Mini or is it rare problems? Also, if you had to guess the release area for it, what does that mean? Uh, I we talked about this before. I think that well, Will said that uh, Nintendo owns the IP. So. Yeah, Nintendo owns the IP, and they've re-released it on Virtual Console. Right. So it's possible. So, of all the rare games, Donkey Kong would definitely be on a, on a perceivable N sixty four classic. Yes. Um. So. And and uh, I think he means like when are we going to see the N sixty four classic? Honestly, who knows? At, at earliest, I think next year, twenty twenty one, late twenty twenty or mm-hmm. September ish, twenty twenty one. Because I think this year we're going to get a Game Boy. When is the anniversary of the Game Boy? It was it the last one? year. Last year was the thirtieth anniversary. Oh, so then we're out, we're out of the yeah the, the woods for that anyway. <laughs> Sonic's thirtieth anniversary is next year, right? Yes. So we should be getting a game for that. I think we're going to hear big things about a Sonic game very soon. Yeah. Uh, This is the last one I'm going to read. Anthony Anderson says, question, do you guys think that handheld gaming will be replaced by cloud gaming or will console consoles (laughs) just become hybrids like the Switch? I think that you can, absolutely cannot replace handheld with cloud. No, because I uh, think those are two different things. Yeah, so I think it's either going... I think in the distant future, it's either going to be handheld or cloud. There might be a hybrid, like uh, like they tried to do with the Vita. Yeah, well, uh, I think you look at something like Resident Evil 7 on Switch. That's a handheld game you play from the cloud. Well, I'm thinking... Something like uh, putting a cell service into a handheld device. I don't think that's something oh, Nintendo will yeah. do, yeah. at least for a long time. But I think that somebody like PlayStation or Microsoft might capitalize on that earlier than Nintendo would. Yeah. I, I feel like Microsoft at this point will just, you know, let you use your cell phone or whatever True. for cloud gaming. Yeah, uh, it... it, it the hardware doesn't matter at that point. It's they should they they will let you play it wherever you want. I think yeah. Sony might make hardware for something like that. Yeah, and they're using they're going to use Microsoft's cloud service. So uh, Microsoft is going to be like, fine, we're going to make money on this anyway. Yeah. Um, it's like selling uh, Microsoft Word on a Mac. So that's where I think the future. I, I used to think that the future is going to be mobile hybrids that you're going to play your PlayStation on a tablet. But yeah. uh, like, I used to think computers were just going to be tablets. 
and I still kind of do, but it's taking a lot longer than it should. Yeah. Like iPad Pros, like most people, instead of a laptop, should just get an iPad Pro because it's a better experience for most people, but they don't yeah. realize that yet. Um, however, if you're going to do any like professional work, uh, you, you just need a desktop or a laptop. Yeah. And that's going to stop some people. But there is like insane editing software on uh, iPad Pro. And it is the device for uh, design work, for like uh, illustrative design. Um, I used to have a Cintiq, uh, a big, you know, Wacom Cintiq. Uh, and the iPad is like way better, even though it doesn't have Photoshop. It's got very comparable apps. Yeah. Um. I know I said that was the last one, but this is the last one. Mad Mooney says, do you think Sony will release a PlayStation 2 classic or remake a original PlayStation classic? They will not remake an original PlayStation No, classic. I think Sony is done <laughs> with classic consoles. Initially, I thought I, would, I thought I wouldn't put it past them to put out a second edition of the PlayStation classic, have them put it out in like, you know, the, the, you know, the redesigned PlayStation 1, mm-hmm. the smaller one, have it look like that. And put the games people actually wanted on it, like Tomb Raider and Crash and Banjo, not Banjo, uh, Spyro. Yeah. I, I would not put that past them, but I feel like because everybody hated the PlayStation Classic and because it got discounted mighty quickly, um, they're not going to do that anymore. But the PlayStation 2 is the best selling console of all time, correct? Yes, but the PlayStation 1 is like the third best selling yeah. console of all time. I think if they're going to try to re, re uh, redo it, they would just go straight to a PlayStation 2. Well, I feel the PlayStation 2 has the same problem as the PlayStation 1 in that a lot of the best-selling games, you know, the most popular games are third-party games. Yeah, they need to get on the ball there. You like, know? They need to spend the money and get, you know, Grand, Grand Theft Auto 3 and um, what else? Grand Theft Auto Vice City. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they would have a lot of licensing issues. It would be a nightmare for Sony to do, but it would make them yeah. a lot of money if they did it right. Yeah. It came out in 2000. So 2025. And when it doesn't happen then, it's never happening. Yeah. That's what I'll say. But that would be their redemption. Make yeah. a good one of those. All right. We're out of here. Thank you yeah. for hanging out. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for watching us. Thank you for chatting with us. As always, Wolfden Live is every single Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern right here on YouTube.com slash Wolfden. If you can't make the show for any reason at all we always put it up as an archive version on thursday for you to watch on demand whenever you want if you prefer to listen to us rather than watch us you can do that as well we're also an audio podcast on apple Podcasts, soundcloud spotify google play and stitcher and if you listen to us on any of those platforms please be sure to subscribe rate and review us because that helps us with placement on those respective stores also if you want to watch just a little bit of Wolfden Live, maybe a particular segment, or you want to send a certain section of the show to your buddies, then head on over to Wolfden Clips, where our good friend Eric Henley takes this week's episode and cuts it down to bite-sized chunks for your viewing pleasure. That's Wolfden Clips, the official replacement of In the Wolfden with Will and Bob. I'm showing on camera. Uh, I showed my uh, Samus Amiibo. Now I'm showing a Mario toy that's like, oh, it looks like a pearl. I think it's supposed to be star power. Anyway, go to twitch.tv slash wolfden and drop a follow there and turn the notification bell on because who knows when I go live. Why are you not focusing? Focus on my face. You don't need to see my face. I'm leaving anyway. Uh, 
and that's it. Oh, we're going to be at the Toy Fair this weekend. Yes. Um, that is not a thing that's open to the public, but if you happen to be strolling through the Javits Center, we'll be there. S say hello. Yeah. And I'll see you later. Goodbye. Bye.